The Colts have now granted Jonathan Taylor's agent, Malky Kawa, permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade. Three teams come to mind. The Chicago Bears. As uh, ESPN reports, the Colts are looking for the equivalent of a first-round draft pick, if not a first-round draft Maybe the Miami Dolphins make a run. To speak with other teams about a potential trade. Philadelphia Eagles. We all know Howie Roseman's always in on every deal. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. I can't take it anymore, guys. I can't fucking take it anymore. This has gotten completely out of control. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. So Jonathan Taylor was granted permission to seek a trade. And as expected, the entire fucking world has lost their mind. Reasonable. But this doesn't make any fucking sense, guys. Like, Jonathan Taylor's not going anywhere. You know that, right? Like, you have to know that deep in your soul. Let's, let's review. Let's look at this objectively. Malky Kawa, new agent to the NFL, by the way. We'll talk about him. Let's start, let's start, let's start with him. Malky Kawa was given permission to shop Jonathan Taylor for trade. As we all know, Jonathan Taylor has one year left on his rookie contract. Was going to play for the, was going to pay on the contract, and then he wasn't going to play anymore. Then he was hurt, then he wasn't hurt, then he was hurt again on football injury list, and it was this back and forth and back and forth. Shows up to camp, hoodie up, scowling. And all the while, we all sat and wondered, what does this new agent, Malky Kawa, have to do with this? So I dug in a little bit to see, but maybe we got a good agent on our hands. Maybe this guy knows how to play hardball. And I'll be damned. Like, everything I could find about this guy was from WWE. I'm not fucking kidding. This guy's got five NFL players that he represents. And all the rest of his shit is, like, women's wrestling. Seriously. Look him up. The players that he has under contract really aren't great contracts. I'm not, I don't know how to say this guy's name. I'm going to butcher it. I'm sorry. Noah Ibn Goheen, Miami, cornerback. Four-year, $11 million deal. 20-year-old, 28-year-old Brandon Parker has a one-year deal with the Raiders for $1.2 million. Now, Malky did have some success negotiating a Titus, Hayward, a Titus Howard con- contract with the Houston Texans. It was a three-year, $56 million deal, but only 12 of the $56 million was guaranteed. So it's really not... In the, then the modern standard, like... It's just a deal. Like, it's just a regular deal. Now, Shaquille Leonard, crown jewel of both the Indianapolis defense and of Malky Kawa, that's the one contract he can stand on. But the truth is, that contract's kind of shit, too. You know, I dug into this, and the Colts have a real potential out. At the end of the current season, the 2023 season, if they choose to get out at the end of this year, which they very well could, because this contract does get very expensive very quickly. At the end of the 2023 season, it would essentially be a three-year, $46 million deal. 
not the five-year, $99 million deal that was agreed to. Malki Kawa is in so far over his skates, and nobody even knows it yet. He'll know it. He'll know it soon enough. JT, unfortunately, is going to suffer from this. He'll know it soon. But this guy doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like, he's so used to negotiating contracts in the WWE where the game is literally set up, like, rigged, right? Like, the, you, I don't understand why contracts even exist. Like, you'd think it would be a game-by-game kind of deal. And once they're done, then, you know, they're kind of done because it is absolutely scripted. In football, it's not scripted. And the trouble, if it was scripted, Taylor's got a bad script. Jonathan Taylor has a terrible Terrible script. He's on a bad team. He's on a bad team that's rebuilding. They don't think they have a fucking chance to win a Super Bowl this year. Are you kidding me? If anybody tells you that the Indianapolis Colts have a real shot at winning the Super Bowl, I want you to not talk to them ever again. Because they're lying to you. And we can't tolerate liars, guys. The Colts are not good. They can become good. They're doing the stuff to make themselves good. They brought a new head coach, very promising, fast-paced offense. That's what's so frustrating to me about this. I think that's the most frustrating thing about the entire Jonathan Taylor fiasco is that this, despite having been the leading rusher in football, this could have been Jonathan Taylor's, and still could be, Jonathan Taylor's best season ever. It is such a fast-paced system. Uh, we watched some of the games for the preseason. I know you can't take too much out of it. You're not going to recognize the, these plays. You might see one of these plays. You know, they might sprinkle them in slowly, some of these, just for a different look. We know that most of this is about seeing different players, seeing their drive, seeing, seeing flashes you can't see in practice. Uh, when the lights come on, it is different. I've never been in football, but I was a performer, and I know the difference between a practice and a performance. I do know the difference. And it absolutely does translate to the sport. There's no doubt in my mind. So while I can't completely relate, I definitely can at least recognize it. And so that part of the preseason is important. But one thing that I noticed that I think will translate is this offense was fast, like really fast, even with a fresh rookie quarterback. Fast. I mean, they were moving the ball and they weren't moving it well. Okay. So we got to give, I got to, that, that goes back to being a bad team. The Colts were not moving the ball well, but they were moving it quickly. And with that, and a feature back, one of the greatest running backs in the sport, Jonathan Taylor, you would think they'd be able to move it better. It makes no sense. But JT, he's 24 years old. Look, I, he, he's, had some, he's had some great time. I get it. He's a bit impressionable still. I remember being 24 years old. I remember being 24 years old and getting my first couple paychecks. And I remember being 24 years old and looking around at the other people who were a little bit older than me and not as productive as me, wondering why they were getting big, bigger paychecks than I do. I remember these feelings. Again, not the same level. But it all goes into the emotional state of Jonathan Taylor. But here's the truth, guys. The NFL, it's a little bit dark. Like, it doesn't really care about JT's emotional state. It is a machine, and it will continue. The season is two weeks away. Rosters are all but decided. This idea of Jonathan Taylor being allowed to go shop for a trade is no different than Lamar Jackson being allowed to go shop for a trade. It's no fucking different. Now, 
ultimately, I think what the Colts hope is what will happen with Lamar. He's going to go out and shop and find that the money that he's asking for is not there. Now, nobody knows, like it hasn't become public what Jonathan Taylor is asking for. But in the past, a guy who's led the league in rushing, a 24-year-old back, plenty of trade left on the tire, it's been reasonable for them to ask for $15 million a year. Right? But that's, that's not the problem. I mean, that's not the situation that we're in right now. Saquon Barkley signed a $10 million deal. Derrick Henry is 12.5 a year. 12.5 a year. Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs, last year's leading rusher, is playing on the same $10 million contract that Saquon Barkley agreed to. $15 million a year is not the market, and it's not going to happen. Nobody is going to pay Jonathan Taylor $15 million a year. If they do, they're fools. There's like four running backs who are getting paid $15 million a year. It's Christian McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara, a cut candidate, by the way. Derrick Henry. No, wait. I went, I went way too far. Derrick Henry's not getting paid $15 million a year. There are two running backs in football, and one of them is a cup candidate. Christian McCaffrey is an elite freak, and he proved it year in and year out. And in 2023, that's what it takes to get this number. So the point I'm trying to make here is that this notion that the Colts have granted Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade is because they're tired of, of them and his stupid, ignorant agent being stuck on a number that's completely fictional. It is not the market. So what's going to happen is JT's going to go look for this $15 million a year. He's not going to find it. He's going to come back home. You watch. I'm telling you now, Jonathan Taylor is going to come right back because the pick's not the problem, right? If it was a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor, any team that won the Super Bowl with Jonathan Taylor on their roster, would not miss the 32nd overall pick. It's the contract. It's absolutely the contract. We can't be overthinking this, guys. You're going to hear some crazy shit. But I keep going back to looking at this list of contracts. Spotrack.com. S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com. You guys need this tool. Use it when you're talking about like, when, like, when you're thinking about situations like this, that's when I pull this up. Christian McCaffrey's getting $16 million a year. Is Christian McCaffrey only a, thousand, a million, only a million year, dollars a year better than Jonathan Taylor? Because I'd like to say that Christian McCaffrey's a lot more than a million dollars a year better than Jonathan Taylor. So we've, we've talked about this before. The number, I think the number is 12 to $13 million. I think that puts him in the Nick Chubb category. Uh, that's a fair number for the organization, for the player. But as I looked over these contracts, I saw something else interesting. Um, I noticed in guaranteed money, and, and I'm trying to make, I'd like to move this into something productive. What I would hope to see is I hope to see Jonathan Taylor go out, shop the market, find out the money's not there. And then to come back and renegotiate a deal in good faith, hopefully with a new agent, with more guaranteed money. I'm looking, uh, and the more I think about the running back market and how we're going to solve this problem, it's going to be the guaranteed. It's going to be shorter, guaranteed deals. I was shocked to find out that B. John Robinson has the third highest fully guaranteed contract. Christian McCaffrey, $30 million fully guaranteed. 
Derrick Henry, 25. Bijan Robinson, 21 million guaranteed. That's the way to do this, guys. That's how we have to get this done. It's something that Corey had mentioned before. Less money per year, but you keep it all. I mean, that's, that's a way. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know what resolve there will be immediately, but I know you guys are going to hear some really crazy shit over the next two weeks. Some really crazy shit. There's going to be so much speculation and so much time wasted thinking about where Jonathan Taylor is going to go. Don't fall into the trap. Jonathan Taylor will be a Colt. Now the question is, will Jonathan Taylor play as a Colt? But here's something that's interesting. Another wrinkle. The injury speculation, right? So he had, he had surgery in January that was supposed to be resolved. Coming into camp, there were some rumors, some noise that maybe that, that the injury hadn't fully healed. Then we started talking about a back injury, working out away from the facility, which would qualify him for the non-football injury list, which, by the way, if you're not aware, if a player goes on the non-football injury list, it voids their current year. It doesn't void it. It, it pushes it back. Which would mean if Jonathan Taylor's placed on the non-football injury list, he's now playing next year under the same contract. Not the, not the franchise tag, under his rookie contract. It would be the worst case scenario for everybody involved, except for the Colts, I suppose. But although, given the temperament, probably also the Colts. For Jonathan Taylor to be on the non-football injury list. That's also not an, something that another team is going to want to take on. So another wrinkle in this mess is figuring out what's the truth and what's a lie. I hate that they fucking lie to us. I really hate that they fucking lie to us. I get why they do. I guess I don't get why they do. I think maybe I'm naive, but I feel like the world could be more simple than that. Like, is he fucking hurt or not? But these things will come up in a physical. And the physical will be done before he signs a contract. And if a team has reason to believe that Jonathan Taylor would be put on the non-football injury list and they're going to lose their draft pick and still be out the money without the player, does that make sense? No. No, that doesn't make sense. Jonathan Taylor's not injured, by the way. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a second. I believe that the Indianapolis Colts, despite what you want to say, the Indianapolis Colts have a great reputation of taking care of their star players for a very, very, very long time. Even releasing Peyton Manning in many ways was the olive branch to him. They were drafting Andrew Luck, whether or not Peyton Manning was on that team. So I'll go back to that. Um, and then, of course, we can talk about giving Andrew Luck the money. What a crazy situation that was. Andrew Luck keeping the entirety of his contract. Just on the chance that he might want to come back. And if you want to come back, we want you to play for us. I watched Jim Irsay give Edger and James a car. And it wasn't just a car. It was like a fucking car. He displayed it on a museum. It's museum-level car. Like, it's a fucking car. I, he takes care of his own. He takes care of his own. Jonathan Taylor's not hurt. This is, the, this is calling a bad agent to the carpet to find a deal that he believes should exist in a world that it doesn't exist in 
and it will resolve itself. And I don't know if Jonathan Taylor's going to play football. He might be too upset at this point. This fucking idiot might have gotten in Jonathan Taylor's head and ruined the kid. That's a potential outcome. We may never see Jonathan Taylor the way we saw him before. That is a real outcome. I don't believe that's going to happen, though. No, I don't think that's what's going to happen at all. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to go out. He's going to, uh, what's that prodigal son thing? Where you go out and explore new pastures or whatever. He'll be back. And, and you know what? Honestly, maybe I should give the agent some credit. Maybe after this is all said and done, Jonathan Taylor does get a new contract this year. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three, three.